Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lefties Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Ron Newkirk, and with me as always is my co-host, John Craffick. We've got a ton to get into this week. Candlewood Country Club was absolutely electric. We have three members break a personal best and a good friend of the pod break one as well. We have another new world number one in the PGA. Justin Thomas wins again at the WGC event. Richie Warinsky plays lights out again, wins the alternate PGA Tour event. Just a lot to take in. And don't think we forgot about Major Week. Uh, but before we get into anything too deep, let's say hello to everyone's favorite co-host, Mr. John Craffick. What's going on, son? Happy to be here. Happy this thing is uh, kicking off right now. I didn't know if we were going to make it with uh, Storm Hurricane Isaias, uh, Isosceles Triangle, whatever the hell it was. You tried to... <laughs> You tried to put the ultimate jinx in today and ended up with no power, so it might sound a little different to the people, but we're, we're here to make it work. Yeah, I'm currently, uh, the background noise uh, is the generator, if you can hear that. I have a battery-powered light, and I'm sitting in the lefty lounge, um, yeah, just pissed at myself for jinxing <laughs> i said i think it was uh, around 11 o'clock i told you that i hadn't lost power in about nine years since i've lived here and uh here we are sitting in the dark <laughs> right when i texted you this morning i was like do we have a plan if if this storm actually hits and the minute you said it i was i texted you right away i was like jinx where we, we better figure this thing out so <laughs> yeah it's all right hey, so, we got a bunch of good interviews so i mean we only we only got to do half the work we got we got three awesome yeah. guests coming up later and i think the people are going to enjoy that exactly that's a great portion um we also have a lot to talk about in pga too New world number one, dude. Justin Thomas takes it back, man. He played uh, he played pretty solid. A little sketchy there on Sunday. A couple couple um, weird holes that he had, and um, I think in the interview he said that he had lost focus. So that's cool that we can kind of get into that. I know you probably have something on that, but um, yeah. What do you think about the quick change of world number one? Well, Ron I mean, had it for two weeks. Two weeks, I think, yeah. And uh, I don't even know if he... Oh, he played last week, right? Yeah. He definitely did. did. It was WGC. He just not very well, obviously. <laughs> no, no. And the, the leaderboard was, was pretty stacked on Sunday. I mean, obviously, we had uh, the 54 leader was our boy, Brennan Fairway Todd. Who, yep. Who just so happened for the second time this year to have a 54-hole lead, and he did not look good Sunday. Um, he finished T-15. I got. I got actually have a crazy stat for you. So he's he's what is he? He's ninth in the world golf rankings right now. This time last year, do you have any idea what he was? Whoa, 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 whoa! He is ninth in the official world golf ranking. Yeah, I'm, I just looked it up. I'm gonna look. Oh wait, yeah. So if if he wait, that's so if the, that's, so, that's so high. I know if he finished. Okay, I take that back. That was in the PGA. So he, he's 48th. This is still pretty crazy, though. So he's 48th right okay. now. If he was to win, he was going um, to hop into the top 20. So I think that's why when I looked at it quick, I saw it. But he's, yeah, yeah. he's 48th right now. Um, guess what he was this time last year? First guess in the 2000s, I would guess. Dude, 795. Seven, oh Jesus! Talk about a jump, though. Seven ninety-five. So, but still, yeah, jump. I, I, I the thing is, like, the, the reason why I said two thousand is because it just—I've never heard of him besides this past year, and he was going for his third win of the fucking right. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
unbelievable, but what a, that's a crazy jump. And I mean, he led the FedEx points for a long time because he, he was here. Yeah, he probably had a chance to win maybe even player of the year with a short season. Obviously, JT is probably going to win it now, but um, yeah. And you, you talked about it a little bit the it was pretty anticlimactic at the end. I mean, Brooks blows that drive into uh, the water on 18 and makes that just ugly double, which just happened to cost himself 455k. Yeah, uh, I. That's a lot of money, man. I saw that and uh, just was blown away that that even happened. Like, he's such a poised player that, like, I just I can't believe that that happened. So. I know I was talking shit about him before. He still had a good finish, so I'm not as worried about uh, the first major. I think I, I would I would have him coming out pretty, doing pretty well next week. But for him to do that, I mean, I honestly thought he was going to win. I thought it was going to be. So did I. Yeah, I thought like, he was back. Back. It's the week before a major. He's he's of course all of a sudden now coming into form right after we talk shit about him. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, pretty crazy but he did uh he did troll bryson again and i'm so happy that that's back oh my god <laughs> that bryson just gives us peak bryson every week once a weekend he does something so ridiculous so obviously you saw that right oh yeah yeah and for the people who don't know so bryson is just he's a different dude but he calls a rules official over and he's looking down and you could see his ball his ball's up under a tree it's it's in a little it wasn't in mulch but it was there were a bunch of twigs it was right on the bottom of a tree so it was stuck between like a couple twigs and it was a terrible lie shit lie and he's like looking down at the ground pointing down and there's nothing there the the announcers didn't even know what it was so he calls the guy the uh, rules official that finally comes over and he's looking down he's like i see red i think that's red right there so he's trying to say that he saw two red ants, meaning fire ants, that were essentially, like, making it unsafe for him to be there. So the rule is, as it reads, which this is yeah. actually a rule, which is a pretty cool rule. I was just going to ask you if you knew, if you, like, oh, yeah. reading the rule, I can't wait for people that don't know to listen to this because it is comical. So, <laughs> like, so, this is, so this is the rule. The rule reads, dangerous animals conditions exist when a dangerous animal, i.e. a poisonous snake, stinging bees, alligators, fire ants, or bears, could cause <laughs> serious physical injury to a player as the ball lies. Serious physical injury to the unit that is Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about these small... Like, I can't believe fire ants are even on that list with alligator, bear. Like, get the fuck bear. out of here, Bryson. Bear was the next animal. <laughs> yeah. Fire ant. And he looks... The best is he looks down, he goes... I, the rules official is like, uh, Bryson, what, ex what are we looking at here? And he's like, I saw two ants. He's like, I see ants. He's like, but one of them's red, right? One of them's red. Like, what in God's name? Vintage Bryson. I don't know if you saw this, but there was an article that came out that he states that he is expecting to live somewhere between 130 to 140 years old. And this man is worried about fire ants. Yeah. So when I first heard about that, I, I saw a meme. And it was like, oh, I plan on living to 130, whatever. And, yeah. like, you just see Justin Thomas' comments, like, below. And he's just like, what are you actually talking about? <laughs> and, like, 
And I thought it was like fake. I thought it was just one of those memes that, and then I started looking into it and he actually think that, that, it's feasible. Like, yeah, the, this, there's this this group of uh, biohackers. But the funniest thing is that anybody who understands anything about biohacking, this dude just put on thirty to forty pounds of girth of just of just straight inflammation. And if he thinks that that body's making it to buck thirty, oh my god, he'll be lucky to make. He'll be lucky to be playing golf until he's fifty, swinging this fast and this at this. Yeah. Wait and just—I mean, I, I love that. He's huge. I love that he thinks that he's so intellectually farther advanced than everybody else that he can call over a rules, rules official and get a, a, a relay for two red ants, and then turn around and tell people, "Hey, I'm going to be here till I'm 130, 140 years old." Yeah. So you're stuck with me. So you're stuck. Yeah. Unbelievable! Uh, just amazing. But I did, I did want to talk about JT quick because um, this. Well, hold, before yeah. you before you get into that, we just gotta uh, just tell everybody what happened with Brooks. So after oh, Bryson yeah. does all of this, the next day, Brooks is like in the woods or something in the same same area. He yep. pulled it pulled it off. What was the seventh hole or something? Yep. Um, pulls it left and is in the same spot as Bryson and he like pats down a little bit and he just goes I think I see ants <laughs> backs away and is just like nah nah I'm kidding like, oh, totally weird. it's total the trolling is back though and I love it what a, what an interaction with uh it, the way he looked at his caddy with that smirk that just <laughs> yeah. grin was amazing Part of me, part of me, thinks that he purposely pulled that drive to be over there so that he could do that. Oh my god, that that oh, that's such an alpha move. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, JT, what do you got? Well, so obviously you saw the thing. So JT's caddy, Jimmy Johnson, who's been having some health issues, was out mm-hmm. this week. He, um, I don't know if you know this, but did you know that at Memorial, his dad caddied for him when Jimmy Johnson was out. I may have saw that, but I didn't. I, I I don't really remember. Not pretty cool. Finished T eighteen. Um, so sick. he's got. He's looking. At, he need. He needs another. He needs somebody. So he picks up Bones, which everybody knows who Bones is. Is Phil's longtime caddy. Caddied for Phil for twenty five years. Bones was actually doing broadcast work for NBC. So he he comes off the bench and wins WGC. Now he's he's going to be with JT for a major um, next week, which is awesome. But the best part about the whole thing was, did you see anything on his interactions with Phil? I I did see a little bit of this. Um, for the people, that, like they talked that? in the beginning or some shit, and then uh, he Phil came out and was and just like said, oh, "I'm playing a Callaway or something, yeah, some walked, shit like yeah, that." So on the first hole, he walks up to JT and he just looks at him and goes, "I'm playing Callaway." Doesn't look at Bones, doesn't say a word, nothing. So, I mean, listen, you guys heard it here first in the earlier episodes. For the longtime listeners, listeners, you'll you'll remember Ronnie's famous Phil rant. But we, this guy's going through a midlife crisis. I don't know what happened between him and Bones, but he's just he's he's Dude, grudges. You know. You don't have a caddy for 25 years, whatever it was, 30 years, however long it was. It was 20 plus. You don't not acknowledge him. I don't care what kind of bad blood. I feel like when they did leave, it was Phil's decision. And it was like Bones just kept, you know, then he moved on. He did. What was he supposed to not caddy because he was your caddy for so long? Like, grow the fuck up, Phil. He's doing a job. Yeah. Uh I hate. 
I, I love Phil so much, but he is just, uh, he's really killing me lately with all his, his antics. And, and this is just a little, I mean, you got to have respect for, for Bones. And Phil, Phil should really know that. It's kind of, I don't know. It was messed up to me. It, 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 well, it's not a good look. And I, it, it no. was interesting that the broadcast didn't really show too much light on it. So I wonder if they know a little something more that they were just like, we're not touching this. Because they didn't even really talk about it. Um, yeah, there, there's got to be some underlying thing there. And, and yeah. we'll definitely do some work to but try and get in contact. On, um, one last thing on JT that I know you'll appreciate. And it's it goes in line with, uh, we actually talk about it. And it comes up in a couple of the interviewers from... Uh, I think it was Mark and, and Dave talk about it, but we've talked about mindset and everything on this podcast. And, and I was listening to the post round interview and he was talking about overcoming. Somebody had asked him about work day and, you know, what was your mindset coming in this weekend, knowing that you had a chance to win on Sunday. And he talked about obviously overcoming that slip up. Like he lost a three stroke lead with three to play to Morikawa. He lost it in a playoff. Morikawa was <laughs> dialed. You know, we, we went over that, but mentally that had to be such a hurdle and he was talking about how this week was nice he actually talked about not having fans how it was a huge advantage for him because there was there wasn't any roars or anything he could really just focus on executing every shot to the like his best ability um and he said verbatim he felt like at work day his mind was wandering too much and thinking about winning during that home stretch and this week he told himself every time he started to think about it, he in his head he was just like, "Shut up and figure out the next shot." Like we're on to the next shot. We're on to the next shot. He didn't look at any leaderboards. He he wanted nothing to do with anything else but his game. So pretty cool that we've talked about it and and to hear you know the the world number one now going into it and and then we have the interviews coming up where we talk about the same thing. Yeah, I mean it's a it's really a perfect segue because I wanted to touch a little bit about my mindset. Um, I know we played together. Uh, you, me, uh, your buddy Luke, and Mark Lyon played together. Um, and before this whole thing started, we, I, I was talking about be the water, be the water, don't get shaken up. And I uh, I wasn't exactly water. I don't think. But I don't exactly think I was soda either. So I, I would say I tried my hardest. I, I recognized that I was getting upset. And, like, the first the first hole I three-putted, uh, the second hole I think I did the same thing. So there's was, was a lot of things going on. Um, so I would say that I was about carbonated water. Like a, a, a seltzer? I just, a, a nice seltzer, yeah, because I, I definitely got heated, but... After at a certain point, I just had to just let things go, and I did have a great time. I was upset, and uh, those of you that saw the Instagram too, I had a squeaky wheel issue too. Like I, I just felt like a lot of things. It was perfect. Uh, we had talked about it, and it was a perfect uh, time for everything to kind of just bunch up and and try and shake me up. So I didn't fully explode. I didn't break anything, but I certainly wasn't calm like water. So to see the world number one deal with that as well, um, it kind of eases my mind a little bit. And uh, hopefully, hopefully next week we can both play a little bit better. But thankfully, everybody else played pretty well, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I shot 90 and it was probably the most fun that I've had shooting 90 ever just because of everything else else that was going on and i don't know what it was either but 
I couldn't get into, I couldn't, I don't, I don't know why, I couldn't focus. I felt like I just didn't have, I felt like there was just so much going on, whether, I don't know, maybe it was trying to, trying to catch content for the people or, or something. I just felt <laughs> like I never got into a rhythm. Um, yeah. But uh, honestly, like looking back on it with everything that came out of it, it was just a blast. And, and we'll actually, this is a good segue to, we are a fourth playing partner, Big Worm is uh he left us a voicemail so why don't we why don't we uh let the people listen to that perfect what's going on fellas luke here better known as big worm in most circles um i just want to start out by saying thank you both so much um for all the awesome content that's been going now since, uh, well, for me, the Shawnee episode, um, content's been awesome, um, so keep up the great work. Uh, I also wanted to say thank you for including me in this week's round on Sunday. I had such a great day, um, and it was capped off by Mr. Mark Lyons' impressive, impressive round of 88. Um, it was so awesome to be a part of that, Mark, and uh, congratulations on that feat. Uh, the day started off a little bit rocky when... John forgot to tell me that our round was starting 10 minutes earlier. Um, so quickly went about 65 down seven, make it there on time and uh, rushed off the tee, but that was fine. First hole ended with a, with a uh, solid par. So we're happy about that. Um, second hole, not so much uh, ended that with a brutal 10 on two. Thanks to a horrible punch shot that went absolutely so wrong. Uh, but after grinding out throughout the day, uh, ended with a personal record of 99, which I was super happy about. Um, a 99 with a 10 and a 12 on 14, which is absolutely horrible. But um, again, I was super happy with with the final result, um, which kind of brings me to my next point, which is, uh, you know, as a re- re- recreational golfer, um, I've only played about three times this year. And then years past, maybe once or twice for maybe the past five years or so. I haven't really been playing a lot of golf. That's what I'm trying to get at. But so every time I usually go out there, it's, you know, a bunch of beers and messing around at 14 mulligans and, you know, whatnot. Um, but this time was different, you know, maybe had one beer on the course and, you know, took it really seriously um, and just, you know, took it as seriously as I possibly could. And by the end, um, it was so satisfying to have played a legit round of golf and just finish with um, a score that, you know, was an honest score and didn't cheat the game whatsoever. Um, which was, you know, the, probably the first time I've done that in maybe 10 years. Um, and it was a different satisfaction after a round. You know, you have fun after messing around with, with the boys on the course for the day. But um, to do it this way, to do a legit round, it was just a different feeling at the end, just like relief and super satisfaction. So um, I just thought it was super interesting. And for, you know, anybody else who's a, you know, a, a mess around recreational golfer and just kind of does it for fun, try to throw in like a serious round here and there. Um, and you'll see that your love for the game kind of grows through that. But, um, again, boys, thanks so much. Um, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate all the content and everything for, you know, the rest of the summer and through the fall. Um, and hopefully play again soon. Take care. Big worm. Oh my God. Listen. All right. I'll be the first to admit that I am definitely not the best at texting. Okay. But you don't give, don't put 65 down seven on me for a 10 minute earlier tea time. I mean, when, when, when did you plan on showing up at seven? um no but it was really fun to get a chance to play with luke uh hadn't hadn't had a chance to play with him in a little bit so and he makes some awesome awesome points and 
I think that, and you know, he broke he broke his record ninety nine, which was which yeah. was cool to see. He was one of the four people to break their PRs, but I do think that that is the first step really in taking the game seriously. And you, I think you just you get something you get something more out of it that you don't get when you're just I don't know when you're just when you're just hanging around playing with buddies. Yeah, I think uh, that was absolutely well said. Um, I do have to comment though. One of my favorite moments of the round. Uh, this is my first time playing with Luke. I had a blast with him, and uh, he, I'm so happy that he got to play like a serious round and actually just kind of get into our shoes and see like like what a serious round is. I mean, we're not on the tour or anything, but we do take our drops and, and you know do what we need to do. We play by the rules. But when he hit that tee shot and just turns around and looked at us and said. I don't think this game's for me. <laughs> I just, I, I absolutely lost it and thought that was so funny. And then for him to break his PR was just even better because it's just like, you know what, man, it might be for you. That's so <laughs> that is golf. At one point, he, I mean, like he said, he made a ten out of twelve, and on, I think it might even have been that twelve hole where he just goes, "This game is not for me." And in the, in the most yeah. Oh my god. I, I just stone cold serious. He's just like, yep, that ain't for me. <laughs> it was great though, dude. Like he pulled he hadn't hit his driver in like two years. He was pulling four iron off every tee, and then all of a sudden we kinda talked him into hitting driver, and the last three or four holes he was hitting bombs. Yeah, um, so no, he was, and it was it was really cool to see. And he had he had a lot of uh good wedge shots too where where you could see that he does have hands, so I'm interested to see where he takes his game too, and and we might have uh, sparked a little itch for for him too. I think. I think I think he's gonna be a, he might be a reoccurring guest coming up. So. Yeah, for sure. So the uh, the other interviews we have, um, two two people have been on. We have uh, all three are my cousins actually. Uh, first up, we have Brett Thompson. He uh, he hit his personal best this is his second time of the year um at candlewood he, he shot 77 um he's usually pretty what he, he actually went to single digits as well um in his handicap so he he made some pretty big moves um his his interview is great uh you'll yeah i don't have much more to say about him but the other two um dave both these guys, Dave and Mark, were trying to. They've been trying to hit under 100 all year. Dave, for the past three years that we've been in the league, um, Dave finally does it. He uh, he's a, I think he's a 29 hand. He's a high handicapper, and to see him do this is just it's awesome. Um, Mark absolutely obliterated his. Uh, past personal best i think his was like 102 this year and he ended up shooting in the 80s uh, an 88 so really cool to see everybody do this um so i think maybe we'll get right into the interviews or oh I, we, we got to tell the standings too um so mark with the 88 he is in first place at uh 12 under net dave is at seven under net and i think I think uh, Brett is close to there. I think he might be minus six or minus seven, too. So they're all in the same group, which is sick. Um, they're going to have a really a really fun Sunday. So hopefully we get to see the end of that. And uh, you got anything to say about them? Oh, my God. Is Brett a comedian? 
He, yeah. What a character. No, the interviews were awesome. Uh, it was really good, really good to hear from from these guys right after the rounds. Uh, really good insight. I think the people will take a lot from it. I do, real quick, want to give a shout-out to a loyal listener that we did see on Sunday, uh, Pat Heaton, who yeah. had a very, very noble, just classy move. Um, oh, good call, dude. Dude, the, it really cool. The What is it, the A flight, or what, what do you guys call it? You, you explain it. So, so I'll explain it. We have, uh, for the club championship, it's a two-weekend thing. Um, there's a gross and a net. So if you want to get into the gross... Uh, you you play around and you get flighted and then you play like a big match play, which is pretty sick. Um, in net, it then usually they are flighted um, like for normal weekends, but this is just a free for all. So it doesn't matter if you are a ten handicap or a thirty; you're all in the same flight. So it's and it's just straight net stroke play. So. Um, like you said, Pat is in uh, basically all the, the really good guys go into the gross and they battle it out. Um, and Pat is actually playing Jason Ezra this weekend. And Ezra's wife apparently had uh, some surgery or some emergency and couldn't make it on Sunday. And instead of taking a win and getting to the next round, Pat just said, you know what, man, I'll play you on Monday and, and we'll, we'll hash this things out. So I, Cheers to him. Uh, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, I probably, I say I would have done the same thing, but I also, uh, I'm a savage. So who the hell knows? <laughs> exactly. um, but yeah, big shout out to Pat. He's uh, a cla- a real class act and I don't know how it ended up. I, I got to figure out um, if he won or not or Jason, even if they played. So um, hopefully uh, Ezra's wife is, okay i don't know the whole detail about that either but hopefully everything's okay with him and hopefully they got the round in yeah, before this hurricane we'll up, uh, yeah and we'll follow up next episode with the results from uh from both the gross and the net and the, or the match play and the net so that should be real fun next week um but yeah, yeah without further ado let's get into our three guests we're gonna start off with uh let's start off with brett thompson mr 77 let's go man Champion. Johnny, Johnny, yo, yo, what's happening, boys? Champion, or or do we call you uh, Mister Seventy Seven, or would you like to be known as Mister Single Didge? Well, it's a little quiet right now. Could you please speak up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going through that shit again. Uh, no, okay. what I just heard is everything that you just enunciated, but I just want you to say it a little bit louder. <laughs> How you doing, boys? Good, good. Glad good. to have you back, man. Um, obviously, this, obviously, this weekend was pretty, uh, pretty solid for a few of you boys. Um, what do you mean, my boys, our boys? I'm just saying we had some epic shit go down this weekend. That's it, man. Are you kidding me? We had three boys. Well, no, two boys go. Like Mark just said, fuck 100, fuck 90. He just went 88. That's it. Then we had Dave just go, I'm going low at 96.4, whatever he did. I'm like, what? It was a big weekend. <laughs> it was a big yeah. weekend. But we're, like... here, we're here to talk about you. So we kind of want to know uh, what your mindset was going into this, uh, the first round. Was it different than any other round? Or were you just out there just no. smacking it around? Well, I don't know. 
I kind of, I mean, you saw me Saturday at my sister's thing, wedding, little party, whatever, and I was honestly like, I want to do well. Because I don't know if you remember last year, I was in the lead, and I didn't even show up Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is a savage move. That's uh... facts. Yeah, it's a complete fact. And, uh, and is... so now, now I'm in fifth, chasing two cousins, and they're called lions. That's that's hard. That's scary. I'll I'll attest to Brett. I saw you walk in about 15 minutes early, and you looked sharp. And I knew right away. I was like, oh, oh, he means business today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, I'm coming in hot this weekend. I hope Nick Azarito and I are gonna battle, and that's the thing. I'm not worried about Mark and Dave. They're going to shoot their normal round, I hope. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, the uh, next question. Like, are you changing anything this next coming weekend? Uh, Nothing. If I get my pitching wedge back, it's all over. Like, Vince Carter had the slam dunk over his elbow. It's over. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So, you <laughs> played the whole round Sunday without a pitching wedge. Yeah, but you guys got to understand, my pitching wedge is my baby. I do everything with that thing. Oh, so you took her home. And she was and gone. She, she didn't She didn't wake up on Sunday morning. She stayed in and slept in. No, she got broke last oh. week. Snapped in half. The whole hosel came off the nozzle. So what's the plan? Well, hopefully Glenn's got it done by this week, and then we're back to reality. She's, she's at the doctor? And I'm sorry, Mark Lyon, Dave Lyon, but the Thompson boys are going to take you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but say you go out there and you shoot uh, 97 with your pitching wedge. The next round, are you just going to take it back out and just? No, I'll probably it? just wrap it around your head, Ron. <laughs> That's, you know, like you're going to wish 97 on me after going 77. That's ridiculous. That's 22, stro- 20 strokes over. That's ridiculous. I'm going low again. What's the number? What What are you thinking for Sunday? Uh, I'll be happy with an 80. An 80? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a like seventy sevens out my butt, you know. Ah, that was that was impressive. Would you went you no. went out in forty and you finished? You went out in forty, came in in thirty seven. Yeah, I had one birdie, one, and wow. I still had you know I had one birdie and it was one. One's the easiest hole in the course. Like you should have a four on one. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? So like, there's no excuse. Speaking on that, we've talked about this before. You obviously shot a 77, but we always talk about, like, when you shoot a really good round. I don't know. I don't think this is your personal best, but I it's close. Um, well, I was with you, Ronnie, uh, three, four weeks ago. That's the best round I've had at Candlewood. I've had two 77s there, and they were both this year. Yeah, so um, my question is, did you think you could have shot better? Like, we always say, when you even even when you shoot really, really well, like yes. 77 is a great, great score. But do you feel like you left some on the table? Like, you did you have some, some, yeah? So we go off a of 10, you know, and that's one. And I don't know, somewhere back there, I had two doubles. Jesus, and that was just ridiculous. I had two sixes, 77 with two doubles. That's uh, then, wow, no, no, no. And then I had, and then I had the bogey on 18. But 18 was a legit bogey. I took that. I wore that. It was like my fault, blah, blah, blah. But the two doubles were bullshit. I could have had a better shot. Yeah. So you're looking then at went out on the front, one through nine, but the back. And 
I forget what hole it was, but it, I oh no, I went, I went, I went birdie, and then I went seven straight pars, and then yeah, nine. You, were, you were one under. I hit going the trees twice. Yeah, it was one under going in. Oh, nine, that's and I hit right. The trees, and, and you made that all hell broke. You made that beautiful putt that we were all watching. That happened to be yeah, but yeah. it was like it was it was like putting lipstick on a pig. You know, it was like <laughs> nothing. Listen, that saved 77, <laughs> not 78. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> 77. <laughs> uh, well, listen, you got any plans for for practice this week or are you just you're just doing your damn thing? You're not you're not doesn't sound like you're changing much. This doesn't are you really kidding me. You. I'm peeing off a of 10 with my shoes untied still and gripping and ripping. That's, That's what I love it. Love it. I'm in fifth place right now. Mark Lyon and Dave Lyon don't stand it. <laughs> and I hope this goes live. I think uh, I think this is a good question, <laughs> a good question to end with. And I think I've asked you this before in our first interview, but it, what's your favorite beverage of choice, either tonight or uh, on the course? Vodka cram, baby. That's it, son. That's it. <laughs> What do you what what that's not even a question <laughs> for the people. That's uh, a statement. It's for the people, yeah. So, all right, man. Well, uh, we wish you the best of luck on Sunday, and and hopefully we can uh, maybe see the end of your round. I know we, we might be going out uh, somewhere else, but hopefully we'll catch the end of the round and go get them boys, huh? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm sure you'll know if I win. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear all right, about later, it, man. All right, later, buddies. Later. Hello. Hello. Oh, it's you. I was hoping hmm. you were Dave. Dave here. What? Ring, zing, zing. Sorry, it's my chainsaw. <laughs> the arborist. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, keep that in. <laughs> yeah. uh, that got me, dude. <laughs> Mr. Arborist, David Lyon, how are you? Welcome to the Lefties Lounge. Thanks for having me. Dude, glad I'm finally on. Dude, glad to have you. Obviously, it's a special occasion. Uh, anything big happened this weekend? Yes, I <laughs> broke a hundred for the first time. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go, man. How's it feel? It feels awesome. <laughs> Hit a hundred September of last year and have been elusive since then. <laughs> I love so that. that's so that's your lowest score is a hundred. I thought it was one oh two, but you no, one hundred on the dot. God damn. And now you're now you're just chasing numbers. Ninety six is yep. a great score. I'm happy for you, man. Thank you. So what I know it was it's it was the club championship. So was your mindset different going into this round than any other round? Not even a little. Not even a no. little. No. I my goal is always my best. And that's where it's always is and that's what I've been chasing. So do you my, have, have you found yourself changing your approach up at all at like not hitting driver as much off the tee or like doing anything different or like safer? Definitely safer. Um definitely just kind of even when I am in trouble going with a smart play instead of trying to pull something out of my butt that I can't do. I so think kind of yeah. punch out just 
eliminate some damage and call it good. I feel like you've been working on that for a while. Like, you know, you almost know when to take your medicine now. And that's been right. helping you like a ton. Just yeah. like, because obviously we can't hit, you know, 250 draws around a tree and, and we think right. we can. But if you take your medicine, just hit a shot up and, and then go from there. Take your five right. or six. Um, and it's a lot doing, better yeah, taking that eight or nine. You've been doing that pretty well. Um, yeah. So how much? Uh, in this chase, how much do you pay attention to your scores? Are you a every hole kind of guy or do you like to wait till the end? So I started beginning of this year, I started doing a running tally and I stopped doing that about three weeks ago because I found myself instead of just playing the hole, trying to do math, like, all right, if I average six, I'm good or Mm -hmm. just chasing numbers instead of chasing shots. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, we talk about that all the time. Like, I know it's easier for me to, to just say, go do a job, you know, and not, I need a par, or I need a bogey to do this. So that's yeah, awesome. You, and you, you put too much unwanted pressure on yourself when you're thinking three holes ahead. If I, if I may, if I go, if I par, par, par here, then I shoot a, you know, whatever. Right. Yep. And that's so, one thing that I've kind of, I, I do like to know where I'm at, like on nine, I like to know my my front nine on the turn. Yeah, yeah. and will, will, will you count it up? Yeah, yeah. I always count the turn, and then I try and forget about it. Yeah, that's smart. When so we always talk about it, like, and for people who've gone low or, or had broken their like PR, their personal record, do you did you feel like after the round that you left shots out there at all? Hundred percent. Yeah. What do you like, what, what What did you feel like you shot? Because I mean, obviously, a ninety six is a great score. But what did it feel like you played? I when they were adding it up, I was ready to hear about a one hundred four. Wow. Oh wow. Like I my seven eight nine, which seven eight nine is our back nine now. I felt like I just lost it because I had a couple sevens and an eight, and I was just like, I just ruined it. I'm not oh, going to hit wow. 100. So you finished 778 and you and you still shot 96? Yep. Wow. Damn. You were you were rolling. Yeah, I, I, and that's when he, when he said, "Oh yeah, you cuz I had a 46 on the front." Yeah. Hammy was adding them up. He's like, "You shot a 50 on the back, so you beat it." Cuz <laughs> I mean, that pretty much everyone knows I'm chasing 100. Damn. He's like, you, "You beat it." I was like, I was surprised. <laughs> That's I was crazy. Gonna, I was gonna say you're gonna have uh, Brett add him up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he would have definitely had you lower. I bet, but um, I think so. Uh, that's I'm awesome. Sure. So you didn't even like? Did you think? So you thought you ruined it? Seven seven. And I thought I ruined it. You did? Wow. Did, you, did like during the round? Did you have like a point where you thought that it was possible, or like that you so, had a shot at breaking it? After the front nine, the first nine, I definitely felt good. Heard the 46. I was like, all right, I can do this. So R1, 2, 3, 4, I was like legit one over. So I was like, oh, my God, I have this in the bag. Yeah. And I had a couple squirrely holes. And then the end, I was like, oh, my God, I I screwed it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That must have been so nerve wracking. I didn't know that. I thought you just we're just rolling and just knew you had it, but damn seven, seven, eight, that had to be so nerve wracking. Yeah, it was. That's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I, it, 
you sounds like you're 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 in form right now for the uh for the championship on sunday what's, um, what's the plan i'm ready week? to go yeah what's the plan I'm, for the week are you gonna do anything not really yeah i'm gonna go keep it the same normal routine i got putting green downstairs in the garage do some putting hell yeah a little chipping on the turf field and kind of play it loose and that's go awesome. out and do what i know i can that's, that's awesome great. man jesus well i mean it was great to have you on man uh last question uh what is your beverage of choice on and will you be even drinking a lot on the course this weekend are you going to keep it low-key i actually was pretty hung over last sunday <laughs> so i didn't drink at all <laughs> wow so you got to do it again. So you're going to have to get, so, yeah. So I think Saturday night's going to be pretty feisty. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, so, hey, d- don't pull a Brett and not show up on Sunday. Well, that's not going to happen. I'm not that bad. <laughs> uh, well, man, uh, we both wish you the best of luck. Um, hopefully we could see the end of the round. I know you're teeing off pretty late, so get some rest and uh, best of luck to you. Thank you very much. All right. Go get them. See you. Later. Marcus, what's up? Yo, what's happening? How you feeling, dude? I'm feeling good, man. Yeah, what's your 88? Yeah, what the fuck, man? I, I mean. What have you been doing? You've been signing autographs, kissing babies, like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you're signing golf balls. Exactly. That's it, man. You start signing golf balls, selling replicas. You know, that's Go. so so awesome. How's it feel? So obviously, uh, you shot an 88. You just bypassed the 90s. How do you feel in general? <laughs> I'm very happy. Very like, I don't know. I don't know. It, there's relief there because I've been. Playing good, but then having bad holes to actually just put a round together feels really good. That's awesome. I would have never thought I was bypassing 90s. Like, I mean, yeah, that's it's it's crazy that that happened. Uh, We all played together, you, me, and John. um, And it was it was the club championship. So, did you have a different mindset going into into this bigger tournament? I guess we'd say. No, honestly, because. Going in, I, I I didn't think I had a chance to really win it with everybody playing. But uh, the one big change in my head, my head going in was just to trust what I see and trust my hands. Yeah, so that was, that was, that was evident, evident playing with you again. We played obviously, you know, a month or two ago. But your hands and the confidence that you that you played with was. It was it. You looked like a different golfer. Oh. You had to feel. You had to feel so much better with a wedge in your hand. Oh, I did, and it was like I, I look back at it, and uh, like it started like just a normal round, kind of, yeah. and then once we came back over the bridge, things just kind of changed. Well, do you do you feel like you do you feel like over the last couple months that you've started to tune in more to like course management or like playing smarter, or do you just think it's more confidence with the swing? Uh Oh, a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, just knowing how to play the game a little bit more. I used to be just like, okay, we just got to get this ball into that hole. I'm going to hit as far as I can, as many times as I can to see until it gets there. Yeah, yeah. That's- and now it's it's use a 
six iron off the tee or a five iron off the tee at certain places to set yourself up. Yeah, especially with your length too. That's like the smartest thing you could do. Yeah. Um, just before we go on, you said uh, when you came over that bridge that everything changed. Do you want to talk about that shot on 16 that I'm still yes. drooling about? Oh, my God. I, honestly, it was just – I hit the drive. It felt good. It ended up hitting the bank and going down. And I was basically right against the swamp sign and kind of just looked at the yards mark. And I was like, I got to be like 85 yards. And that's with – with the sand wedge – that's a solid sandwich. So it's like, you know, it's your number. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, just hit it. I hit the sandwich 80 to 90 yards. So just swing and hit it. And you did. I, I hit it good. <laughs> I, I mean, I, probably the best sandwich I've ever hit in my life. Uh, I it was right at it. It landed, it landed right past the pin. And I, I'll say even more impressive after playing with you and hearing you guys talk and with in the interviews too with the the three foot putt demons you had a that wasn't an easy birdie putt it looked easy from far away but you it was downhill a little bit you had mm-hmm. to put it in the center of the cup because they were rolling how yeah. how nervous were you standing over that knowing that could have be the first birdie of the round uh i was i was real nervous to tell you the truth because like you said the demons i had i had bad i rolled it bad last week and then, like Ronnie, Ronnie was there. It was bad. <laughs> he just started laughing. <laughs> like, dude, I, I would have never, I, I would have never known though, because you were so good within like five to six feet, and and look what it did. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I mean, I couldn't, I can't even explain how bad it was last week because <laughs> I can't stop laughing. And that's <laughs> like, that's why going in, I was like, dude, if I keep putting like that, I'm not gonna ever win anything. But I was like, listen, you just you have to trust yourself. And that, yeah. that was part of the big thing, because I would look back. and I was like, why was I missing three footers? And it was because I'd come back and I'd be like, oh, don't hit it that hard or come back and be like, hit it a little harder. And you just mess with your head. Just see it, feel it and just trust it. You you were a completely different golfer. I golfed two weeks in a row. We I don't think that I've ever done that with you. Um, no. But you were, like, just the resilience that you showed this weekend. Like, yes, you went low and stuff, but to putt that extremely bad, like, we've all been there, like, where you're just you playing freaking monkey in the middle with the damn cup. Yeah. To come back and, and just – you were lights out. I mean, you didn't – I don't think you had, like, a really bad putt where it was like, eh. They were all around it or center cup, man. So yeah, I give you a lot of props. Good. A lot of props for doing that. Well, um, uh, we did all we all we did all lift one out. I remember true. saying that we were on one green. We we're like that cup just must not have been cut right because we all lifted. Yes, 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 that's right. <laughs> that was that that, that. that's crazy though. The the fact that it was that bad because not knowing that and then watching you do that that was that was very impressive. I mean, you go for, through a round like that and like. Every putt that was made just gave me a lot more confidence. So it was just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, by it's the like end of the snowball, thing, it's, it's like the yeah. same when you're when you're putting shitty. Like it's so easy to have three or four bad putts after that, and when you start seeing the ball go in the hole, you're like, "Holy shit, I actually can do this!" So, 
Um, I know, I know this round, uh, you didn't keep track of your score. Are you usually a scoreboard watcher? Like, do you, do you add your score up every hole? Do you do it after nine or, or, or are you moving forward? Do you think you're just not going to keep track anymore? I used to, I used to like keep it added up and keep seeing where I was. Cause I thought I wanted to know, like, if I do good on this, where could I be like, and all that. And then. I, the last few runs, I'd like add it up at the turn and be like, okay, if I shoot a good nine here, I'll be all right. But like after nine holes, I felt like I had something going. So I just yeah. didn't want to know anything. I was like, just go out and play. Yeah. That was when when did you know? When do you think – when did you know that you were going to break break the record, break your record? Oh, when did I know I was going to break my record? Probably – uh, maybe bouncing back. Like it took late. Maybe when I bounced back from the seven, I took a seven on six. And then to get the par after that on seven, I was yeah. gonna, I definitely got a shot. And at that point, though, without keeping track, I really thought I was just going to be like mid-90s. Like. You know what I mean? I and then you start adding up, and you realize you're in the 80s. Right. And then I added up the front. I added up, like, our first nine. It was a 40-45. And I was like, wait, I played better the second nine. And I was like, this is going to be a good score. Hell, yeah. (laughs) That's so – I still can't believe that you jumped the 90s. Um, I just hope that I'm in the 80s to stay. Well, that would be if you just bypassed the '90s completely and stayed in the '80s. Just yeah. even if you only do it for two weeks, yeah, yeah. just yeah. for these two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so how how crazy is it though that this was by far your best round? Um, I don't I, I don't what was your lowest score like a ninety ninety seven? Okay, so like and that was a so... few years. That was two or three years ago at like Tungstis, but like think looking back. That was when, if I had, if I got to a got to six on a par three, I'd just pick it up. Like we just, right. we didn't do anything more than double par. We weren't finishing holes and stuff. So yeah, yeah, isn't it? We've talked about this plenty of times before, but how crazy is it that you just shot nine strokes better, or however many strokes better than your best PR, like you said, but yep. you still you had to feel like you left some out there. That that seven, the you know, there had to be a couple others out there. The yeah. one you lift out, like, isn't it crazy how you feel like, like th- just chasing, like you're like, okay, well, I could oh, yeah. definitely shot an 85 today. How crazy is oh, that? Easily, easily because like I got a seven on our second hole of the day. I chunked the drive, chunked yeah. my second shot and then was left with the third and like had the chip off a guy seven on that. That was a triple. That was the worst hole of the day. But at that point, I'm sure you weren't thinking 88. No, at that <laughs> point, I was like, let's just let's get a low hundred and see if we'll we won't lose it today. Don't lose the tournament today. Just that's, you know, that's smart. exactly. Yeah, and that's so going in. Obviously, you guys, you're the last group off. You're you're in the lead right now. What's the plan for this week? What are you thinking? Ah. Uh, Hopefully, I just keep playing well. Just keep crossing my hands. 
I'm going to probably chip around the yard and stuff just because, yeah. I mean, that's where I saw the most improvement. So you yeah. might as well, while that's feeling good, let's get that burnt in my brain, I guess, you know? You, you can always scramble. If you, if you can scramble, you'll get around anywhere. Exactly. So my, I'm going to cut in quick. My, I, this just came to me. Um, you said you dropped five strokes off your handicap. You think that's going to play a part? Have you uh, figured out like what you need to shoot to break par or, or like keep, cause you're five strokes ahead, right? Of You're, you're at yes. minus 12. Yeah. Dave's at mine. There's a couple guys. There's three uh, guys at minus seven. Right. So I mean, have you, have you worked the numbers yet? Do you know what you need to shoot? Do you, I have. Are you even doing that? Are you just going out and, sh- and just trying to be what you got or what, what's the deal? I mean, I don't think I'm going to crunch the numbers. I think I'm just yeah. going to go there and, shoot what I shoot and just try not to try not to get involved in that stuff. Yeah. That's, that's all you can do, man. And that's a good uh, mindset to have. I probably would be uh, crunching numbers and stuff and and making myself (laughs) nervous. I'd I'd probably already be nervous pooping, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure, I'm sure the nerves are going to be there, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great that's a great segue to uh, Mark. What is your beverage of choice on course? <laughs> great segue. Well, the last couple of weeks it's been the Bud Light seltzers, um, and I actually I toned it down when that stuff stuff started going right. I got to a flavor that I don't like that much and was just sipping it, so I didn't get too uh, too crazy. Interesting. <laughs> Which one was that? That was the lemon or. Yeah, the lemon lime. I don't. Yeah. I had. I had a couple black cherries to try to get my, and that obviously got the game going. And then I went to the lemon limes, not to try not to screw it up. So that's so just a just a little swing oil. You think you're gonna be? Uh, yeah. You're gonna be part. You doing the same thing next week? You're gonna be tame. I think. I think I'm gonna have to, unless stuff, you... unless the wheels start falling off. And then... <laughs> start squeaking at least. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If the wheels start squeaking, we're gonna have trouble. All right, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was so much fun though, dude. It was. It, I'm so pumped that you that we were there to fucking watch you break the PR, and you were you were pumped up, and that was sick. Yeah. Well, no, it was awesome. Yeah, so cool to see, man. Glad we were all together, and uh, wish you nothing but the best next weekend. Um, yeah, man. Thanks. Just go out there and do a job, man. Good luck. Yeah, That's best right. of luck. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, boys. Later. 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 Fuck. All right. We are good to go. I just heard that. I hope that caught that. We're putting that in. (laughs) Yep.